0: Welcome to episode two of season two of A Deeper Understanding. I'm David McSwain. And
1: I am James Galloway.
0: And today we're going to talk about temptation. Not only temptation, but we're going to talk about how Satan does not have power over you. and Satan is not more powerful than God. And so we all know the, the adage that uh, the devil made me do it. But uh, did the devil really make you do what you did or were tempted to do? We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight.
1: Yeah, it's a good topic, and we're going to start off with um, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8. Very familiar passage of Scripture uh, for everybody. Uh, as Peter said, Be sober, be vigilant, uh, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour.
0: Yeah, so that verse there um, pretty much just tells us that... Uh, devil is just out there looking looking to tempt people looking to destroy people but you know we have we have the power of god uh christians do uh, in our lives uh to uh to block that well not block the temptation but help us resist resist yeah there you go um because as we know in this life not only you know for christians but or or, but non-christians you know patience out there um, in this world and it's, it it can, can really take a toll on you at times if you you know if you're not
1: prepared it can and, you know and that's why you know James was very specific when he said you know submit yourselves therefore to God resist the devil and he will flee from you and in, in my mind David there's just a there's a wild misconception out there today on what power Satan really has over us as God's children mm-hmm. you know and um, I went back and looked and did some, just some research through the scripture, you know, at just how many people the the Bible lays out that, that Satan personally went to, right? right. Um, we know there's Eve in the Garden of Eden, you know, yeah. when he was as the serpent. Um, we know there's Job because Satan went to God, right? He was standing there with God, you know, complaining and doing what satan does and you know god said hast thou considered my servant job but the only power satan had over job was what god allowed him to have right right? it's what god allowed him to do um then you find jesus there of course in the when he was taken upon the mount of temptation to be tempted of satan um and there's just not many examples i mean Christians like to throw around, and even people in the world like to throw around that, that title. You know, the devil made me do it. You mm-hmm. know, No, he didn't. You know, all of us have a choice. And it goes back to what you said a while ago. Satan has no power over us as God's people. I was listening to a, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the Holy Nope. He does little short clips on, on Facebook. He yeah. could be on TikTok too, but I'm not a TikToker. Um, but he just does little excerpts and he shows, you know, preachers up preaching or whatever and, uh, closes the Bible and says, nope, (laughs) and (laughs) walks out, you know, when they say something just off the wall. And, uh, somebody was interviewing, I guess this guy claimed to be a prophet or claimed to be a minister or something. And the question was asked, you know, can prophets be, uh, demon possessed? And I was expecting to affirm no on that question, but this so-called minister or whatever he was, said, absolutely they can. You know, I don't, uh, I, I would consider somebody a false prophet if they hadn't been demonically, you know, delivered. And I was like, whoa, dude. Yeah. You know, as, as a child of God, I cannot be possessed right. by Satan, plain and simple. He doesn't have that power over me, you know. Uh, he and God cannot inhabit the same person, same space.
0: Right, and I, you know, I like what, what you said about um satan cannot do any more than god allows yeah um so when you have temptations in your life um, trials uh, in your life you may think you're going through uh, you may think that god is punishing you Mm -hmm. or something Um, but you know we know as christians that those trials strengthen our faith and God is not going to let anything happen to us that he does not allow. Um, He's just like, you know, like you said about Job, he said you can do anything you want to Job, you just can't kill him. Can't take his life, nope. Um, And and Satan knew that. You know, he he knew um, that he could only go so far with Job. You know, he could only do what God would allow him to do. Yep. Um. And, you know, that's, a, that's the same thing in our lives. You know, when we, when we find ourselves tempted uh, to do certain things, um, you know, we can only be tempted so far. We,
1: you know, in, in, in my mind, I, I think we give Satan way too much credit. Yeah. Is he powerful? Absolutely is. But he's not God. He is not all-powerful. The only power he has is what God allows him to have. Uh, He is not omnipresent. He cannot be everywhere at the same time. God can. God is omnipresent. Um, But Satan is ubiquitous. He has a presence everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, when Satan fell from from heaven, Lucifer fell from heaven, how many angels did he take with him? He took a third. I don't know how many that is, but evidently it's a lot. Uh, Because when you look at um, events taking place around the world today, he has a massive army. Uh, So he is not... He's not present everywhere, but yet he has a presence everywhere. And I don't know if that's coming across the right, right way or not, but he has his demons that are, are everywhere. Um, and, you know, even the Apostle Paul, right, said that, that there was the messenger of Satan to buffet him. So those, those factions of those powers are out there. But I think sometimes we give him way too much credit for the things going on in our lives. You know, sometimes there are trials, and I, and I, I agree with what you said. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were talking about, you know, trials they were going through in their life, and they attributed it to Satan. And I was like, I, w- I wouldn't go that far, you know, to say it was him. You know, well, maybe it's God punishing us. Again, when I punish my child, I make certain they know what they're being punished for. Right. Right? I mean, that's part of the correction process. And I believe God is the same way, because the Bible says he's a good father, so if he's going to punish us, then I believe we know what, what that's for. There's no question in our mind. You know, as, soon, yeah. as it, soon as something happens, you know, well, you know, that's what that's for. But there are trials. There are things that we go through that we don't understand, that we don't know why we're doing it. And I believe it goes back to what you said. It's an, an avenue for God to use to strengthen our faith.
0: Yep. And, uh, you know, as far as temptation goes, I mean, there, there's a lot of temptation out there mm-hmm. um, that's, I mean, you can you can you know see basically anything you want to see on the world wide web mm-hmm. I mean, there's no restrictions or anything out there and, and, but you can't I guess my what I'm trying to get at is you can't use that as an excuse saying well it's just out there and I can't you know I can't help it well as a Christian you can't help it because you have the power of the Spirit. Right. Now, you can choose to do certain things, but you also choose not to as well. Um, So the devil can't make you
1: do something that you do not want to do. He
0: can't make you do something that you know is wrong.
1: No. No, and it it goes back again. He does not have that power over us. You know, and, you know, when Satan was in heaven, and I, I, I believe he still has access to heaven. I don't believe it's changed since the days of Job. I believe... You know, he still has access. He can still go to God and say, you know, what about this guy? What about this guy? What about this guy? Um, but there's very few people that are as close to God as what Job was. You know, for me to think that, you know, Satan himself is attacking me puts me on a, on a level that, that I am not at um, because I am not, I'm not Job. I'm not Jesus. Uh, I wasn't perfect as Eve was before that time. Uh, you know, you can go back to even um, Peter. When Jesus said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desire to have thee, or to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. You know, Peter was in a in a, a place where he was getting closer to Jesus, but this was before the denial of Christ. You know, and, you know, Jesus told him ahead of time, so look, Satan wants to have you. Not just him, that, that word you that they used there was was plural, uh, meaning all the disciples, all the apostles. And, but Jesus said, I have prayed for thee, meaning Peter, when thou art converted, talking about Peter, use it to strengthen thy brethren. So, you know, there are times that, that God does allow Satan to to come at us. Uh, and God does allow Satan to, you know, to maybe tempt us, but it's not so that God can see what we'll do it's so that we can see the avenues in our life for our faith or our, our, yeah, our faith needs to be strengthened.
0: Yeah, because you know, he already knows what we're going
1: to do. Right? Exactly. You
0: know, um, and just like you said, the ones the ones that are are closest to God sometimes feel more tempted or 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 uh, presented with more temptation.
1: If you're sitting there and you're Joe Blow sitting on a church pew, never open your Bible, right? You go to church maybe on Sunday morning. Um, probably not Sunday night, probably not Wednesday night, maybe you're Easter and Christmas, you know, type yeah. of Christian, and we can talk about that some other time. You know, guess what? Satan's not after you because you're not doing anything for God. You know, he's going to go after those people who are the warriors of the faith, those people who are striving to further the kingdom of God. Right. It's like
0: our, uh, um, our Sunday school lesson Sunday. You know, we're talking about the armor of God in mm-hmm. uh, and Ephesians. And you know, Paul was talking to Christians about that. He was telling Christians to put on the full armor of God yep. because there's going to be temptations, there's going to be trials, and you're going to need these things to help you. Uh, so, you know, when you become a Christian, that's when the battle starts. Um, you know, would, would Paul say that uh, that he, he, he does what he does not want to do? Oh, yeah, yeah, Romans 7, I believe. You know, and... So I, I I don't know what that is or what that was but evidently it was something that
1: that had a hold on. It was struggle. Yeah. Yeah, the things the things I don't want to do, the things I find myself doing, you know. And that that should be that should be what every Christian says when they do fall, mm-hmm. right? It's the things I don't want to do but I'm finding myself still doing them. Um uh, and that comes back to the power of God. God is stronger than Satan. The power that lives within us. That's why, you know, a Christian cannot be demonically possessed, because God's power, the power that God has in our life, the power that God holds us with, is stronger than any power that, that Satan could ever try to wield.
0: Right. And um, so I guess I would ask if, what would you say is, that, is something that tempts Christians
1: you know, the, the temptations to me fall into three categories. And I believe it was in First John when it says the lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Mm-hmm. Everything can fall, in, in my opinion, everything can fall into those three categories. Um, so it's, you know, lust of the flesh or those worldly desires. Uh, maybe it's the, the wants you have in life that God doesn't want you to have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's seeing what your neighbor's got, coveting, you know, as, as one of the Ten Commandments. Uh, lust of the eyes, again, things that you see. It could be, you know, things on the Internet. It could be other things in life. Uh, and, of course, the pride of life. So, I mean, I don't know which would be the most common, you know, other other than um, maybe the idols that we've set up in our life. Maybe it's the things that we are tempted with that keep us away from God. Right. You know, and those could be a lot of different things. It could be the new car that you just bought that you have to work on Sundays to pay for it could be the new boat that you got, that you have, You know, feel like I, I, I work Monday through sat- Saturday, so Sunday's the only day I can go fish. Um, but it's the idols in our life that we set up that keep us away from God. It could be your wife. It could be your kids. You know, whatever you allow that pulls you away from doing service to God. Right,
0: and, and it's a good point you brought up about, about our kids. And, you know, I struggled with this uh, a long time, you know, when my kids were, were growing up especially my son who played sports you know he because he was always um, asked or, or people wanted him to play uh, the
1: travel oh yeah and,
0: and he played some um, he, we let him play you know some tournaments but you know, we tried to keep that at a minimum because they were always on Sunday mm-hmm. well they well, Saturday and Sunday um, now my daughter played softball uh, travel softball but they played on Saturdays. They just played the whole tournament on Saturdays, but for some reason baseball, it was split there to Saturday and Sunday, which took kids and parents, you know, away from church. Um, and, you know, that's one thing that's, uh, that, that, that gets kind of tough because, you know, you have to tell your, your child what's right. You know, he even though he may not understand it. He said, well, hey, you know, all these other kids are want to play baseball on mm-hmm. Sunday, you know, I want to go play baseball on Sunday. Well, you know, I'm sure you do. But, you know, church is a whole lot more important than baseball, than playing baseball. Um, you know, and all these parents and kids out there, you know, they, they, they have these fantasies about their kid being
1: MLB. Uh, a professional a ball NBA player, star, yeah.
0: but you know the chances that happen is like zero point zero zero two
1: percent.
0: you know, but but there's a hundred percent chance that that they're going to be judged one day. Yeah, they're going. You know, you're going to die one day, and you're going to have to answer for for what you've done. But most of all, you know, you need to make sure that where you're going when you die, you need to make sure that you're saved and have salvation that's
1: a whole lot more important than, than doing anything else. Yeah. And you and I grew up in a different time, you know, when, you know, schools didn't do events on Wednesday nights, you know, right. and they didn't have all these things on the weekends, especially on Sundays, you know, to, to pull people away from church, but it's nothing now, whether it's Clover York or whatever school, you know, they have basketball games or baseball games, you know, on Wednesday nights. And, there's just no respect for that more. And I realize, you know, a lot of people don't don't go to services on Wednesday night. Um, but they should, because that's just an opportunity. Another opportunity to, to learn more, to grow more, you know, to be more of what God wants you to be. Um But yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I believe people use their kids as an excuse, and that's one thing my dad told me when I surrendered to preach back many, many moons ago. Um Somebody had called, and they were um, wanting me to come in and come in and fill in on a Sunday night. And, you know, I had not I believe my sister was in town or something, so I I just told them I couldn't. Uh, And my dad, you know, chided me for that, to use an old word. Um, He said, said, listen, kid, don't ever use your family or your kids as an excuse Mm -hmm. not to do what God, you know, gives you an opportunity to do. He said, because God could very well take them away from you. Uh, that still rings with me today. Um, you know, never never let your family come before God. You know, when any time somebody questions your priority, was God first, family second, church third. That's just that's just the way it works. Um uh, but not many people follow that today. Not many people want to to do that today.
0: So um when someone is tempted, um, should they say that God tempted me.
1: God tempts no man of evil.
0: Right. Right
1: plain and simple.
0: Right. And I'm reading this verse here. It says when tempted, no one should say God tempted me. For God can be cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Yeah. So you know the devil's the one doing the tempting.
1: Yeah. And
0: so, you know you have to have the power of the Holy Spirit to to resist it.
1: Well yeah, and it goes back to you know, to what James said, you know, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. You have to be under God's authority, submitting to God before you can resist the devil. I mean, that's just part of the growing process. Um, But I believe it's in Jude um, where it was talking about rebuking Satan. And that's something big you see in charismatic churches, you know, as, you know, people, I rebuke this, I rebuke these Satan, I rebuke the devil, you know, but even Michael the archangel in Jude, you know, when he and Satan were disputing about the body of Moses, Michael the archangel didn't even do that. He said, the Lord rebuked thee. Because, again, we don't have that power over Satan either. God does. So we have to put ourselves in submission to God and say, the Lord rebuke thee, because only God can rebuke him. So, yeah, we have the power to resist those temptations. That, that power comes from us being in submission to God. So that we can resist. I mean, the closer you are to God, the less effect those temptations have on you. Right. You know, if you're reading your Bible every day, if you're praying to God every day, if you're going to church like you're supposed to, you're being equipped. Just like you talked about the armor of God, you're being equipped to be able to withstand those fiery darts when you're preparing yourself. You know, if you're just sitting on the couch doing nothing and just an average everyday Christian, well, then you're wide open. Because you're not equipping yourself. You don't have the Word of God to, to, to be there. You don't have a strong prayer life, you know, to, to be closer to God.
0: Right, and I, and I can give you examples of that. Now, these people, I, I don't know these people. On The only way that I know them is through, you know, TV, media. But you have your televangelist, mm-hmm. you know, um, your uh, I don't know, Jim Baker. Years ago, you know, Charlotte, um, yeah, and uh, Jimmy Swagger, you
1: know, still, still kicking.
0: Yeah, still kicking, and uh, they, you know, they had some trouble in their life. You know, Jim Baker, uh, you know, went to jail Mm -hmm. um, for, I guess he went to jail for tax evasion, basically what he did. Um, Jimmy Swagger was, uh, he was caught with a prostitute or something. Yeah,
1: and you got Jerry Falwell. Yeah,
0: Jerry Falwell. Um, You know, all these people. You know that's who the devil wants to to get to because it just it it makes it hard for people to follow those people after the
1: fact well yeah, well, you just look at Peter in the Bible right you know he was one of the closest disciples to Jesus right and again, I, I quoted the scripture a while ago, you know where Jesus told him you know Satan wants to have, he wants you he wants to sift your sweet boy, he's gonna put you through it, and Peter's like, you know You know, it's not going to happen. Well, then what happens shortly after that? He denied Christ three times. He had three opportunities to state that he was with Christ, and each time he got more adamant to the point that he cursed there the third time. You know, I I don't know the man, you know, and that's just a a prime example of what Satan wants to do. He wants to be able to destroy your witness, you know, but again, Jesus told Peter, I have prayed for thee, you know, that, that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. So, yeah, there are times that strong men of God uh, are tempted and fail, right. you know. Um, and it does. It hurts It hurts the ministry of God, not just their ministry, right. you know. But just look at all the criticism that comes against Christians today when you see another sex abuse allegation against a minister. Uh, you know, not going into the whole Catholic stuff, but... It, even in Baptist churches, when you, when you see that kind of stuff happen, it destroys the testimony of God in, on the earth because these are supposed to be men of God that are serving God. Right. Uh, it shows us that even what we consider to be devout Christians or strong men of God are still subject to the same temptations, you know, and sometimes they fail.
0: Right. And, you know, on the other side of that, now you have, you have your Charles Stanleys, you have your Billy Grahams, you have your Adrian Rogers. Yeah. Who are clean as a whistle? Yeah. I mean, you can't FBI can't find anything <laughs> on those guys, you know. So, you know, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is they just had a had a stronger faith. I mean, they had a stronger relationship, and they didn't let temptation and material things get in the way of what they were trying.
1: Yeah, and and it goes back to those three things, right? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You know, some of those televangelists that you talked about, um, they were televangelists for maybe not the right reasons. Right. You know, so the pride of life, or maybe it was the, the lust of the flesh, or maybe it was the lust of the eyes that, that got them. You know, but then you take somebody like Adrian Rogers, who was a humble man of God, in, in my opinion, uh, Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee, um, that— Yeah, I mean, I I thank God that we have those examples, and I've got examples that I know of in my personal life of people that are are the same way. And the world may never know their name, but yet they're strong men of God.
0: Right, and you know, all those of all those people, um, we talk about the the preachers that maybe have had trouble and um, have been uh, caught doing things that they shouldn't have been doing. Um, but it, it, um, what really matters is what you do after the
1: fact. Because
0: mm-hmm. you take the most famous story in the Bible is David, mm-hmm. Bathsheba. Yeah, you know David. Um, would David's a man after God's own heart. Yeah, and so, but what did he do? He, uh, first of all, lust. Yeah, uh, he saw Bathsheba, said he had to have her. Yeah. So that one sin led. Led to another, led to another, led to another, and you know, basically, David suffered a long time for those things that he did. Yep. though You know, for you know, their child was she didn't conceive the child. Yep. Um, and you know, he he had you know
1: Uriah killed. Had Uriah, the Hittite, you know, killed? Yep.
0: Um, which was Bathsheba's husband. Um, and, but if you look after the fact, after David did all of that, you know, you look at all that he, he did for God, you know, you look, wrote all the songs, yeah. you know, um, and, 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 and who was it that, uh, that, that basically called David out, you know, saying that, you know, David, you're wrong, you need to get right, basically, um, who was that? Oh, gosh.
1: I can see it. No, 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 no. Um,
0: But I guess my point I'm getting is those are the kind of people you need in your life. Well, it is. Somebody's going to hold you accountable.
1: Yeah, you need those people who can um, accountability partner or whatever you want to call it. You were close, Nathan. Nathan, I think. You were close. You said (laughs) Nathaniel. I go back, you know, you, you find David's transformation in um, Psalm chapter 51 when it was his repentance. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Um, and, you know, true men and women of God that find themselves falling into to sin. Uh, I believe it would be really hard for a a Christian, somebody who's truly following, following God, somebody who is strengthening their faith to walk headfirst into it. Um, but there, there has to be a a, a place of repentance, a, a time where they are truly sorrowful to God for for what they've done. And David found that place. Right. You know, you find Judas in the Bible, and you know somebody would probably say, "Well, Judas was possessed." There's no evidence Judas was ever saved because he wasn't. Right. Um, now the Bible does say that that Satan entered him, but it it wasn't like a possession. It was just uh, one of the gospels actually says that. The the entered into his heart you know he, he gave himself over to satan at that point in time to you know to betray christ but thereafter he had betrayed christ you know he'd gotten the 30 piece of silver he went back to the pharisees and wanted to give it back the bible says what he sought a place of repentance but he found none you know because he didn't seek it from god he wasn't you know sorrowful to god he was just sorry for what he's done and that's where you know, a lot of Christians find themselves—they get sorry. They're sorry for the getting caught. They're not sorry to God like David was, where he just cried out to God. You know, God, I need you to create a clean heart in me and renew a right spirit within me.
0: And you know, you talk about Judas. You know, what happened to Judas? What it tore him up so bad. Yeah,
1: that he hung himself. Hung himself. Killed himself. Yep.
0: You know, whereas you look at David. David didn't do that. David got back right with God. Yep. And took his punishment, so to speak,
1: mm-hmm. and you know, and he hurt. knew. And it goes back to what we said earlier he was punished for a sin, right? Mm-hmm. But God told him, right? That was going to be his punishment for a sin. It goes back to the whole the devil made me do it, or the devil did this, devil did that, or you know, God's punishing me. You know, God punishes you, you're going to, you're going to know it, right? Plain and simple.
0: And David, you know, held him, I, I think he held himself accountable. He did. He said, you know, this, this is on me. Yep. You know, it, nobody to blame but me for this. God didn't make me do this. Yep. Um, I was tempted. Um, I, I made the wrong decision. And, you know, I deserve everything that I got. This, this is the consequences yep. for,
1: for my actions.
0: So from now, you know, now let's make it right. Mm-hmm. You know, let's live right. And, and, and don't let that happen again. Um, and that's, I think that's to your point uh, about Judas that, you know, he was just sorry he got caught you know he was just sorry that you know he got in trouble mm-hmm. you know but um, David was actually sorry to the point of repentance
1: he was sorry to God yeah. you know for 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 what he'd done and that's you know that's what has to drive in the heart of a Christian um you know yes we're going to fail there are going to be temptations in our life that come along and we're going to fail God um uh, but somebody who's truly a follower of Christ is going to be sorrowful for that uh, because of the pain they're causing our Father, which art in heaven. You know, uh, I believe we have to, to view the things that go on in our life in the light of God, right? Quit, quit blaming Satan for everything that happens in our life. Your, your washing machine went out. Okay, your washing machine went out. Um, you know, is God punishing you? I don't know. Did he tell you he was punishing you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, those things happen. You know, uh, maybe it's a trial. Maybe it's just like you talked about earlier, a trial of our faith. Um, So we have to to realize that Satan is powerful, but he's not all powerful. Um, He's not omnipresent. He's not there all the time. But there are demons that are around us that are causing havoc, you know, principalities and powers uh, that are out there. But it goes back to James again. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Get close to God. You know, give your get rid of your will and start saying, I'm going to do God's will in my life. Resist the devil. And what does the Bible say he'll do? He will flee from you. He'll be gone um, because you are closer to God. You have the weapons that you talked about in Ephesians. You have the tools that you need to be able to resist him. Right. And now...
0: If you had a washing machine for thirty years and it goes out, I don't think God's punishing you. <laughs> it's
1: my time. I think it's just time to replace it. Yeah.
0: Um. Mm. But hey, you got to give praise to God for letting you have a washing machine for thirty years. Well, yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's you know, we've gone through, you know, times where it just seems like things were piling up, you know, and things were, things are just happening left and right, you know, life just seemed like it was in turmoil, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I. I Read a passage, and I can't remember the guy's name now, but uh, he wrote a song that talked about tracing the rainbow in the rain um, as followers of God, we are his children, and we know that there's something better on the other side. you know right. when it's raining outside and it's storming, I can't see the rainbow in the sky because it's not there yet, right. but I know it's coming right you know as a child of God, I know there's something better on the other side, so if you're going through a time of trials and you're going through a time of tribulations the valleys are part of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a song. Um, oh gosh, I can't. Dottie Rambo wrote it. Uh, God in the Valley, still God on the mountain. No, this one, um, thanking God for the, I thank God for the Valley. I walked through today because it helps us to realize, you know, the grace of God, help us to realize the goodness. Of God help us to realize the blessings that God has bestowed upon our life. If everything's all sunshine and roses, then you don't really you don't stop and consider the blessings you're just going about enjoying life but when you have those valleys in your life when you have those trials when you have those tribulations it helps you to stop and remember the blessings that god has given you
0: right and i you know we said that i was listening to charles stanley this morning and that's kind of what he was preaching about this morning he was talking about trials and tempt- trials and temptations in your life and he said you know if everything's just going great for you um you know you're, You're just cruising along. Everything's great. Everything's going your way. You know, he said, you need a good trial in your
1: life. (laughs) (laughs) You need to buckle up. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, that's about all the time we have for this evening. Um, Thank you for joining us on this episode of Deeper Understanding. And to answer your question, did the devil make me do it? No, he did not. There you go. It's your, your choice, your decision on the things that you do. Um but if you're a Christian you do have the Holy Spirit within you to help you resist that temptation. Absolutely. So my name is David Swing. And I am I'm James Galloway for another episode of Thank you Deeper Understanding.